Blog Talk Radio. NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk, one of our many platforms. It's your boy KG broadcasting from the NYPA studios here in West Philadelphia in the University City section. Uh, thank you for joining me today, whether it's live or downloading this episode uh, on the, this platform or the other 19 um, that you're able to listen to on demand when you're on the go, running errands, going to work, working out chilling, whatever, appreciate you uh, listening to this week's episode. A bit of a program alert. No show next week. Um, I'll be back up. Wait wait a minute now. I'll be back up live for the final two shows of the season, uh, September 4th and the 11th. So, again, no show next week. No show. But I'm back up and ready, willing, and able to close out the season on the fourth and the final show of the season on the 11th, and then uh, shutting it down uh, for two weeks and be back up again for the tw- my 12th season premiere on September 25th. Um, at that time, I'm making a bit of a change to the uh, playlist. Right now I'm stretching this through until the 11th, and then when the 25th comes, that playlist, as I explained last week, going to stretch through October, and then I'm going to flip the script the first weekend in November and go back to our standard uh, playlist before the holidays come around and I do my annual holiday music stuff. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do exactly for the season 12 playlist, September 25th. I don't know yet. I may drop a hint on the season finale on September 11th, so you got to stick around. And hopefully that day, season finale, by the time the show goes to air when I do it live at 5 on Block Talk Radio, uh, every Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m. Tell everyone. Um, I would be in, hopefully I'm in a good mood. I said it because it's the start of the NFL season. Technically, it's on the 8th, but for me, it's the 11th when the Eagles play Detroit. And hopefully, by the time I go to air, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a you know, jovial mood. Like, hey, everybody, what's happening? Because, we, you know, we beat the Lions in Detroit. And if I, but if you know, I might kind of hey, what's going on, y'all? What's happening? And y'all know what's going on. Oh, this motherfucker mad now. But uh, no, but round the, uh, we we I'm ending the show on the 11th and then back up on the 25th. Um, stay tuned and look at social media for the uh, bonus episode of NYP Entertainment Radio. Even though you might get the, you might not get the full version when we're not. And when I'm when I'm not doing the show, you'll get a bonus one. So like the first one's coming soon. It's 
tightening it up and, 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 and taking that, uh, putting that together. You can only exclusive, exclusively see it on Riverside at SM. The key thing is you see it. You can hear it also if you choose to, but I'm sure you might want to see it. My expressions, my special guest expressions, um, and the whole nine. And for those who miss it, what's the bonus episode? Bonus episodes are little shows that come in between or right behind or before um, this show, the main show, which is every Sunday, like I said, 5, 7 p.m. Tell your friends and family, neighbors, and so forth. Um, and it's 30, 45 minutes, no music. It's maybe a one-on-one interview with someone. Uh, may I may have a guest host, and we go through rapid-fire topics or whatever the case may be. You won't know until you tune in and find out on Riverside.fm, exclusively there where you can visually see it. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I might drop hints, maybe, but to find out, you got to open up, take the ribbon off, open the box up, like, oh, wow, that's your surprise. Can't tell you who it is. And you might be like, ah, I don't want it. Oh, come join me on a bonus episode. 30, 40, 30, 40, 45 minutes, no more. Um, like I said, uh, no music is a little bit different. Try to say a little bit different, but it's just a little extra something. It may be more uh, intimate with the one-on-one interview with a special guest or someone that I brought back that you can finally see um, or anything. You won't know until you tune in at that moment. And I'll, like I said, we tighten things up for the first episode, and uh, it's coming to you really soon. Details are on the way. Uh, Talking back a little bit about the music playlist, I added a few more little, a couple more songs uh, to this month's playlist. A little sprinkle, a little extra, a little something, something for you guys. So I'll be playing that too. Y'all figure out which ones new, newer, newer ones um, on this list. So I'm excited about that and a lot of stuff to get into. So enough of me waxing poetic. Let's get started. Crack cocaine cost Michael K. Williams his homes while filming The Wire. Even while Michael K. Williams was being celebrated for his breakout role as Omar Little in The Wire, the actor was still getting high on crack cocaine to the point that it cost him his home. Quote, uh, from scenes from my life, the posthumous memoir from the star who died of an overdose of fentanyl cocaine and heroin uh, on September 6, uh, 2021, uh, delves into the um, addiction, which ultimately took his life at the age of 54. During the second season of The Wire, which aired from aired on HBO from 02 to 08. Williams was abusing drugs on days he wasn't shooting the show in Baltimore. Uh quote I rolled I rolled like I rolled like that pretty much all year until I was completely broke. He uh he wrote when season two wrapped I felt the I felt the thud of coming back to earth. I could no longer afford the rent on on the beautiful Baltimore apartment. Putting all my things in storage, I moved back to New York to my empty Flatbush Gardens Brooklyn apartment, which had nothing but a mattress on the floor and a milk crate to eat on. When the rent came due again, I had nothing left, so I got evicted. I had nowhere to live, and my mother was trying to get me to go to rehab, but I was not having it. The book, in the book, out August 23rd, Williams also recalled, his dysfunctional childhood, including an absent father in sexual molestation. Quote, by the time I entered high school, I already felt like damaged goods, he wrote. I, I injured, injured by my father's absence, roughed up by my mother's hard love, and too meek to stand up for myself. I was a ripe target after two men, physician of authority, 
One from school, one one from church molested me. I fell into an empty, dark state. It was like a hole I couldn't dig myself out of. From there, he eventually turned to drugs to numb the pain. Williams wrote, once crack cocaine came into my life, it just moved the fuck in. Everything else took a back seat. Quote, at first it felt like this, this salvation, like I had filled a hole in me that I didn't think could be filled. None of that was true. I was really putting Band-Aids on gunshot wounds, but I thought I, I bought into the lie because I needed to, Williams wrote. The lie was so much more comfortable. You feel like the drug is brightening or enhancing your life, but then, but, uh, but, but then it becomes your life. Um, five-time, Emmy, five-time Emmy winner Williams, who wrote about being too high to talk to then-presidential hopeful Barack Obama during the OA campaign, also confessed that he was never a recreational drug user. I am an addict. An addict is always teetering on the edge, one small step away from falling back in. Every addict, every alcoholic has a self-loathing. We bathe ourselves in that. It's the way for the addiction to keep us on the ropes, keep us connected to the darkness. That's deep, and it's sad to hear that, you know, coming from such a very, very talented uh, person. And sometimes you just never know what people are going through at all, whether it's a celebrity or a civilian or, you know what I'm saying? You never know what people are going through, what's causing them to, you know, uh, causing their addictions, as they say, whether alcohol or the drugs or something else. Um, we just don't know. And it, it's, it's a hard read. It's eye-opening to hear this. Uh, and it's so sad that it, it that he lost to his demons at a, at a young age. You know, 54, uh, 55, whatever, is a young age to me. You're young. You got a whole life left. You had a whole career left. And such a talented person was taken away from us uh, due to his addiction. And, and that happens on a daily basis. And, and my heart goes out to him and other addicts. It, it, it's a battle that you have to endure each day. And you are teetering. And you are trying to, you know, stay focused and not hurt yourself along with others in your life who care and love you. Um, so it's, it's um, yeah, it, yeah, that, that's just a rough thing, man. And uh, like I said, he, he's going to be missed, but his work will be around forever. And, uh, yeah, Michael K. Williams, it's just unfortunate, very unfortunate. All right, we're going to lighten the mood up a little bit. Missouri pastor berates congregation for not buying him a new watch. I'll, I'll wait till you respond to that. Okay, I'll say it again. <laughs> Missouri pastor berates his congregation for not buying him a new watch. And it goes on, it says, false prophet pastor berates congregation. False prophet. That, if you open the article, it goes on that. Okay. I cannot wait to read this to you guys when I came across it. Uh, it was, it, yeah, let me read this. So, Time for a new preacher. A Missouri pastor was caught on camera berating his, quote, his broke congregation for failing to buy him an expensive Movado watch, sparking criticism that he wants to make a profit and not be a profit. Yeah, see, see that there? Anyway. Uh, pastor Carlton Funderburk of the church at the, at the well in Kansas was given a fiery sermon about honoring God's shepherds. 
when he scolded his followers for being too poor to give him a pricey timepiece request according to a now viral TikTok footage. Quote, see, that's how I know you still poor, broke. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> because it's funny. Okay. What I'm about to read is funny, and I, I read it, and I'm laughing. So forgive me. I'll say it again. So he quotes, see, this is how I know you're still broke. No, you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because how you've been honoring me. Thunderbrook said during a speech on August 7th, quote, I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John's net. Y'all can't afford it no how. He continues in the clip as some churchgoers amazingly responded with encouragement. I ain't worth your Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Thunderbrook, who founded the church with his wife, then tears into his flock, but failing to understand that God is saying what God is saying about how to treat those who deliver the deliver His message. Oh, you can't buy Movado watch at Sam's Club, and you know I asked for one last year, and here and here it is, all the way in August, and I say ain't got, I ain't saying got it. He says of the watch, which ranges in prices roughly from three hundred to three thousand. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. Mm. Sorry, challenge to laugh. Observers called him a false prophet and said he's spinning the word, word of God for his own material gain. It's the pastor going off on his congregation and calling them broke for not buying him a watch. Y'all better be aware of these false prophets, one, one woman wrote on Twitter. Another critic teased, does anyone know which part of the, the gospel mentions Movado watches at Sam's Club? asking for a friend. Thunderbrook later apologized, saying the video clip does not reflect my heart or my sentiment towards God's people. Though there, though there is a context behind the content of the clip, no context uh, will suffice to explain the hurt and anguish caused by, by my words, Thunderbrook says in a, in a video posted to the church YouTube page. Quote, I, have, I have also privately apologized to our church who has extended their love and support to me. When we go on video, you'll be able to see my facial expression. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Where do I start? Where do I start? Okay. Lots to unpack here. Shout out to Conrad Thompson for that. Lots to unpack here. Let's back up. Number one, anyone who encourages this clown and says, yeah, Pastor, yeah, say the word. Say the word, Pastor. Talk to him. You a damn fool, and you need to burn the hell your damn self. That's number one. Let's get out the way. Number two, numero dos, this fool here uh, who, I, you know, let me you know, let me tell you something to you. Ain't nothing wrong with McDonald's. Ain't nothing wrong with the lobster tank, a.k.a. Red Lobster used to work there. Stop, stop telling people, you know, stop shitting on them. He should be shut down. He should be kicked the fuck out. Excuse my language on a Sunday, but you know I curse anyway. He should get the fuck out of the congregation. And so when he tell him, and to him, get the fuck out. Because that's just rude and mean to say that to people who maybe are struggling. And who the hell they got to buy? They got to buy you a watch. Get your own damn watch. Get your own, get your, get your nasty ass looking wife. I know his wife looks like, but I got shit on her too. Get your nasty ass looking wife to get a watch. Get somebody, get your family, get your dad, get your, buy your own self a watch. 
I'm about to get, just get it yourself. Like, stop crapping on a congregation. And you should not be preaching the word at all. Like, what is wrong with you? Anyone who's to applaud this clown is a, is is just a, an asshole. Like, it's funny, but yeah, sad at the same time. It's like, well, like, what are you talking about? Why are you mad about a damn watch? That doesn't make any sense. But, hey, well, you know. You go you go online and you you take a couple of classes and you know you're a pastor you can do anything you want you just say oh God this and they come down with the storms and they'll give you a church and there you are, um, but you don't disrespect your congregation you don't call them broke busted and disgusted, which I had to laugh because it rhymed and it's, it was like that he get you know he went he went ham on them, um, uncalled for, it was no need for that this guy needs to go. He does not need a church. No one needs to be listening to the word because you are talking out both sides of your mouth. You can't be preaching uh, the love of God and all that stuff while you're demanding money and demanding a watch and all that stuff for yourself. Not for the church, for yourself. It's for you. You didn't say, hey, give to the church. Hey, do this. this and he's like, I want my Mavada watch. You broke, busted, and disgusted. You might as well call him MFers. You know, you he probably pounded on that. You broke mother. You know, it doesn't make any sense. But he said that it's funny to me, but yet sad at the same time because I can't believe that it happened. But this is what's going on nowadays. You know, it's just like you now. Listen, I know what you're thinking, and I might be saying it. And you might like how don't say that. I mean, like, dude, technically you could just kind of take some shit out the plate that you pass around and get your watch that way. You ain't got to be asking for. Ties for the church and then ask for extra for your watch. A couple hundred something. I'm not condoning it, y'all. Calm down, but I'm just saying, you know, you want it that bad, then you have you have your options. Just saying. I'm just saying. At the end of the day, this clown should not be at uh, front of the pulpit preaching about the Lord when he's about a Mavado watch. And I love watches and all that, but I'm not going to, you know, tell people that busted it, broke, busted and discuss it. Um, you know, you just need to stop preaching. I'm just saying. I hope you guys agree, too. Uh, all right. Take a music break. Oh, no, no, no. No music break. Wait a minute. Now I forgot. It's about that time. It's about that time we're going to have another message, a reminder from Chris Rock. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen of the GED class of 1999, I have one piece of advice for you. No matter what a stripper tells you, there's no sex in the champagne room. None. Oh, there's champagne in the champagne room, but you don't want champagne. You want sex. And there's no sex in the champagne room. Don't go to parties with metal detectors. Sure, it feels safe inside, but what about all those waiting outside with guns? They know you ain't got one. If a woman tells you she's 20 and looks 16, she's 12. If she tells you she's 26 and looks 26, she's damn near 40. Take off that silly ass hat. The ODB couldn't have possibly committed all those crimes. Julio did some of that. Young black men, if you go to a movie theater and someone steps on your foot, let it 
lie. Why spend the next 20 years in jail because someone smudged your puma? Cornbread. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No matter what you think of what I'm saying, remember this one thing. There is no sex in the champagne room. If a homeless person has a funny sign, he hasn't been homeless that long. A real homeless person is too hungry to be funny. If a girl has a pierced tongue, she'll probably... If a guy has a pierced tongue, he'll probably... Here's a horoscope for everyone. Aquarius, you're gonna die. Capricorn, you're gonna die. Gemini, you're gonna die twice. Leo, you're gonna die. Scorpio, you're gonna die. No one goes to Hooters for wings. If you've been dating a man for four months and you haven't met any of his friends, you are not his girlfriend. Some of the things I've said may not apply to you. Some of the things I've said may offend you. But no matter who you are, you must remember this one thing. No matter what a stripper says, there's no sex in the champagne room. None. Can't figure the 
I'm called Professor X, the Overseer. In the early 1900s, a brother set out on voyage. His mission, black nationalism. His oath, freedom or death. In the 60s, brothers like Stokely Carmichael, H. Rat Brown, the mission, black nationalism. The oath, freedom or death. In the 90s, the mission, black nationalism. The messengers, X-Clan. The movement, Black Watch. The oath, freedom or death. By the way. Freedom or death, you shall all be moved. Man glory. This is protected by the red, the black, and the green with the key. Abracadabra, a la baby professor. All hail funkin' lesson. Sweet tongue grand right of scrolls. Now behold, let the legend unfold. Born in the cosmos, where no time and space to exist. Live in the midst of the chaos. Mortals labeled me as a logical, mythological. They couldn't comprehend when I brought the word. A sick cold verb, a black still nerve. Teaching those actors and actresses who write a couple lines on what black is. Really? Then they labeled me a sin. When a brother just speaks what's within. I guess I'm blacker than the shadow in the darkest alley that they're always scared to go in. Boo! I wear boots and bees, bags and braids. Scroll, raise the shade, walk in the light of the moon, but I've never been a Batman. African, call it black man. Brother, extracts the African steps in your movement. Enhance for improvement. Grand funk. I knew a home for the phrase. Funk and left in the pathway. Oh, 
digging. Right over left, drums of dance, the drums of war. Who knows the score? Speak no more. Who watches town with the eyes of black to the east blackwood? NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on Block Talk. Uh, as a reminder, I said at the top of the show, uh, there is no show next week. I'll be back up live the weekend of Labor Day, September 4th, and I'm finishing my season September 11th. Two weeks after that, we start the 12th season, September 25th, which I, I'm excited about. Um, those who've been following the show the whole time or even recently, that's the one day I kind of get to brag upon myself about the the show and its accomplishments and what the show's been through, where it's going, and the you know the origins of everything from the start of uh, the Boogie Down Bronx to me moving it here to uh, West Philly, then moving it to Center City, then moving it back to West Philly um, to here at the NYP Studios. Um, so it's a lot of stuff, a little behind the scenes, peek behind the curtain type things of what's been going on, how it's been happening, and the whole nine. So I really like that day, and I've been getting a lot of feedback. People like that day also because it's kind of just before I jump into the normal of topics or guests, I'll just kind of reflect on the last past 11 years going into the 12th season. So uh, I'm excited about September 25th, and I uh, may have a, a little playlist working on uh, maybe a surprise, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I'll try to keep you guys uh, posted. Let's get this joint moving. Uh, Kit Cuddy calls off, uh, goes off, excuse me, on Kanye West and new interview. Uh, Kit Cuddy and Kanye West beef doesn't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. Cutter recently blasted the Donda rapper in a new interview with Esquire that came out on the 17th of August. I'm at a place in my life where I have zero tolerance for the wrong energies, he said, of his back and forth with Ye. I've watched so many people throughout the years that are close to um that are close to him be burnt by him doing some doing some fuck, fucked up shit. And they and they then and then they turn around and forgive him and there's no repercussions. You're you're back cool with this man. He does it over and over. He had it I'm not one of your kids. I'm not Kim. It doesn't matter if I'm. It, it it doesn't matter if I'm friends with Pete Davidson or not friends with Pete. None of this shit has anything to do with me. If you can't be a grown man and deal with the fact that you lost your woman, that's not my fucking problem. You need to own up to your shit like every man in this life has. I lost women. I, I lost women too. I've had I had to own up to it. I don't need that in my life. I don't need it. Kikuddy says there is no chance of him extending an olive branch to Ye after after all the Chicago rapper has done. Quote, with all due respect, I'm not Drake, who's about to take a picture with him next week and be friends again, and their beef is squashed, the Ohio rapper added. That's not me. What I say, I mean. I will be done with you. It's going to take a <laughs> motherfucking miracle for me 
and that man to be friends again. I don't see it happening. He's going to have to become a monk. Uh, Cuddy also touched on the sentiment that he he owed Kanye uh, Kanye West because Kanye is responsible for his career. I just want to clear that up for anybody that feels like Kanye made my career or made me who I am. Cuddy said, he brought me on to do 808s. I thought that was really fucking awesome. I wanted to be a part of a family and saw good music as that opportunity. So I finally said, yeah, Kanye West did, did not come and pluck me out of an Applebee's or the Bape store. Kanye West and Kid Cudi relationship has been turbulent in recent years, to say the least. They initially had public issues in 2016 when Cudi called Ye out on Twitter. They later made amends, but earlier this year, Kanye West hashed the beef after being angered that Cudi was friends with Pete Davidson, who was dating Ye's ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. Ye moved, uh, removed Cudi from Donda 2, which caused Cudi to blast his former mentor on Twitter. Cudi later said he would never work with Kanye again. Last month, Kim Cudi, uh, Cudi replaced Kanye as one of the headliners of the uh, 20, uh, 2022 Rolling Loud Miami Festival. Uh, Cudi cut his set short after getting hit with items thrown from the crowd. Most recently, Kanye, uh, most recently, Kanye took a shot uh, take a shot in Cuddy earlier this month while dissing Pete. Take a shot at Cuddy. They messed up here. Should have shot at Cuddy earlier this month while dissing Pete Davidson after Davidson split with uh, Kim Kardashian. Um, you know, I I, I, see, I see where Kid Cuddy's coming from. Um, he has a lot of valid points. I don't know him personally, obviously, but I, you know, and it's true. A lot of people that one minute. It, yeah, shitting on them, and next minute they're cool again. And I'm and I'm like Cuddy, man. I'm like if you know, I let you go the first time, we make amends. But you coming after me for no reason because I'm cool with someone that's messing with your joint. That's a personal problem. Like, I got no beef with. I'm with him, I have no beef with that man. He has no beef with that man. That's between y'all. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm not gonna cut a good friendship because, like he said, you can't keep a woman. He got a point. He has an honest point. It's just like why are you mad at him? Don't be mad at him. Like he this. They're cool. What you know? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a solid client. You mess with this woman, and you you break off a friendship, and then next thing you turn around, the relationship didn't even last no more than nine months. So you just lost possibly a good friendship because you want to be loyal to some cat that you already had beef with. Come on, it's, it's childish games. Um, and from coming from Kanye, as much as I admire him as an artist and and and, and, and so forth, the things he do are childlike. It is. It's just. It's not necessary. You know what I mean? Like you are a billionaire. You have a lot of talent. You know, you your woman moved on. You got all this ass out here, dude. All this fine ass is walking around, and you enamored with one. Come on, dude. Again, you are a billionaire. It has to be to be gotten. Let that go. You go her way. You go your way. Kid, focus on your career and just keep it moving. You you're in the best, better situation than a lot of other cats that lost women. You know what I mean? So, um, I like I said, it, Kanye's antics, it kind of is, is I, I, you know, kind of disappointed on how he handles certain things at the end of the day, quite frankly. So, um, rapper T.I. punched Chainsmokers member in the face over a kiss, the finger says. Oh, Lord, what's going on in this world? Uh, the Grammy Award-winning musical duo, The Chainsmokers, Andrew Drew Taggart, claimed on TikTok 
It's past shoes that T.I. punched him in the face over a kiss on the cheek. In the video posted to the Chainsmokers uh, account titled, When Meeting T.I. Goes Wrong, Tagger is seen posting with T.I. for a photo at a party before the clip cuts to the pair in the car after. T.I. just literally punched me in the face, Tagger said as as his counterpart Alex Paul laughed. We're in the vibe, and I, like, gave him a kiss on the cheek. It was totally my fault, and he was like, don't do that. And I was like, okay, and he pushed me off, and I was like, all right, my bad, Tagger continued. He punched me in the face, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he was like, all right, cool, we're good. It was the weirdest interaction Ever, as he and Paul, as he and Powell laughed, Tagger said, first of all, T.I. is fully in the right here. I was, like, feeling the vibes way too hard, and I kissed T.I. on the cheek, and he punched me in the face for it. It's fully fine. T.I. or Tip, who shouldn't have Clifford, Joseph Harris responded on Wednesday morning on Instagram Live. He started off his video laughing, saying, First of all, I love the chain smokers, okay? So let's just get that straight. I have nothing negative to say. We just had to work through some stuff. You know what I mean? We got to a much better place. I have nothing but good things to say about them. I won't go, in, go into it too much details. He laughed again, but I love the chain smokers, man. I think the most important thing to take away is afterwards. We had a drink. We took a shot. We moved on. I like the chain smokers. Not to get no, not, not to get no sugar, though. Robert mentioned the incident again later on the live stream saying that people were commenting that he punched someone. Uh that that's not y'all that's that's not y'all stop it. We had a mere we had a minor kerfuffle. I never thought I would say that on the show. Kerfuffle. 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 Anyway, a kerfuffle. It was nothing it was nothing. The Latinado said the attacker stepped out stepped over the line, he had to remind him to step back. That was it, the Grand Hustler artist said. It was. It wasn't that major. It wasn't Malice. Tia became the most recent recipient of the George Outstanding Citizen Award and was honored for civic and philanthropic. Uh, now I know someone's going to say something to me about trying to say this word. I might have said it wrong. Um, philanthropic. I think I said it right. Somebody let me know. Contributions to his community last week at the Georgia State Capitol in Atlanta. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I ain't mad at him. Dig the move. And this is what I'm saying. Now, I would have punched him. I probably would have shoved him. Like, yo, dude, what the fuck you doing? Like, you kiss me on the cheek. Right? You know, what are you doing? I wouldn't have punched him. I probably, like, mushed him. You know, mushed him or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, chain smoker, uh, tagger. You don't be kissing cats on the cheek, dude. It's not consent. You don't, you don't, you know, you don't, like, you don't want to do that to a woman. You want to look like, oh, having a good time because you're on the cheek. The woman ain't going to like, what the fuck you kiss me for? No, no, nay, nay, you don't do that. You don't kiss no one, male or female, without their consent. Period. I don't care how much you vibe and having a good time. That, you know, that's, that's, ah, you don't do that shit. You don't, you, you just don't. And, you know, he punched you, and you're right, you deserved it. Because you crossed that line, you violated him. It's no different than a woman smacked you in the face because you randomly kissed her on the cheek. You know, it's just like there's a line. You just don't do that, period. Just in general, it doesn't matter being homosexual and none of that. You just don't randomly kiss someone on the cheek because you vibing. You got you got, you got to respect people's personal space at the end of the day. So, yeah, you you, you had to catch a live, a live round to the face. Um, 
you know, some cats would have did a lot worse. I would give you a nice little mush. Look at the fuck off me. You know, something like that. Um, so it's overweight because, you know, Taggart is not going to press charges and it's not a big thing, but he crossed that line. It, it, you know, it, it, it incenses me when, you know, you got cats, people on Twitter who just act like, or social media, who just think they're, you know, greater than thou, I should say, holier than thou. I was like, you shouldn't handle that way. I'm like, come on, y'all. Somebody, so I can just randomly come up on you, kiss you on the cheek. I'll be vibing when I kiss you on the cheek. You get mad. You probably kick me in the nuts or something. I don't fucking know. But at the end of the day, he's in his right. You cross that line. You just don't, like, dude, what are you doing? We chilling. But like, you know. So, uh, yeah. You just, you don't cross the line, male or female, like, no matter who you are. No matter if you're feeling it or not, you hold that in. You keep it in. You go kiss your hand. Go 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 off somewhere and get, put some put some cold water on your ass. I don't know, but you did, but you don't invade people's space and just randomly get someone on the cheek. You don't do that. There's just you don't male or female, black white, it doesn't matter. It, it's a respect thing. Whether you feel it or not, you hold it in. You let it out when you get home. Now take that comment however y'all want to, but y'all know what I mean. At the end of the day, you just don't cross that line. I'm across this line and I'll play some music when I come back. I got a whole lot more to get into, so stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look way down the river, and what do you think I see? I see a band of angels, and they're coming after me. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look down yonder, Gabriel. Put your feet on the land and see. But Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet till you hear from me. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Jesus, meet me, meet me in the middle of the air, and if these wings don't fail me, I will meet you anywhere. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, meet me, mother and father. Meet me down the river road. And mama, you know that I'll be there when I check in, my lord. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Should be scared, honey. 
back to NYPA Entertainment Radio. Let's keep this going. Feds find Rick Ross and family members for multiple Wingstop restaurant violations. Multiple, uh, multiple Wingstop locations in Mississippi run by Rick Ross and his family has been fined by the Department of Labor Wage, Labor's Wage and Hour Division for several violations. August 11th, the Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division announced it had collected 114,427 in back wages, liquidated damages, and civil penalties from five wing shop locations in the state operated by False Wing Enterprises. Um, it's also been learned on Tuesday, August 16th, 51,674 in back wages and liquidated damages for 244 workers were, were recovered as well as an assessment of $62,753 in civil money penalties. The violation includes forcing employees to illegally pay for safety training uniforms, background checks, and cashier register shortages. In some instances, this caused some employees' average hourly rates to fall below the $7.25 federal minimum wage. Operators of the location are also accused of record-keeping record-keeping violations with uh, with with the DOLWHD saying they failed to maintain a record of employee hours worked in. Uh, let me do that again. They failed to maintain a record a, a record a record of of employee hours worked and wage deductions. The investigation also discovered Boss Wings allowed a 15-year-old employee to work past 10 p.m. on multiple occasions last June. Uh, law prohibits 14- and 15-year-olds from working past 7 p.m. Uh, restaurant industry, quote, restaurant industry employees work hard, often for low wages, and many depend on every dollar earned to make ends meet, uh, said the wage in our division district. Director Aubrey Hall in Jackson, Mississippi. The law prevents Boss Wing Enterprises LLC from shifting operating costs to workers by deducting the cost of uniforms, cash register shortages, or training expenses, or to allow a worker's pay to fall below the minimum wage rate. Uh, Rick Ross, his sister Tawanda Roberts, and mother Tommy Roberts are listed as owners of Boss Wings Enterprises LLC in Mississippi. The Miami rapper reportedly owns 30 Wingstop franchises across the U.S. and offers promotes the, co- uh, the company in in his rhymes. <laughs> um, well, Rick Ross has responded. This, this is interesting. We'll get Rick Ross response, and then you'll get my response. Um, Rick Ross reacts to Feds finding him for uh, paying Wingstop workers less than seven dollars and fifty cents an hour. Department of Labor Wage in our division has fined five Mississippi Wingstop locations owned by Rick Ross and his family members, uh, as stated before, one hundred fourteen thousand four hundred twenty-seven dollars for numerous violations, including effectively paying their workers less than seven dollars and fifty cents federal minimum wage. The boss addressed the embarrassing legal setback in his mansion while wearing a ball main sweater in August. Uh, quote, I want to take the time to address something. When you're running a business, there will be mistakes. But as the biggest boss, you don't make the same mistakes twice. You see, accountability. Taking accountability is big when you're the biggest. And remember this, 
Most successful people don't take stumbling as a setback, but actually a stepping stone to greater things. You heard me? Let's be great, he said, and then play some music. Yeah, yeah, that's real. I, what I just read, I, that, that was in the sketch. I wasn't joking there. That's that's what he said, and that's all he said. That's real. That's real time. Literally, that's, what the, that's all it said. That's all he said. It sounded like an infomercial, an, an infomercial for something else. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. It sounds like he's taking it light. Big ball, and he plays music? Like you, you're paying people under seven dollars and fifty cent, and 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 you just you're not like you're not acknowledging nothing. You said we make mistakes. Bosses do. They don't make that mistake. That's not a mistake. That's known. A mistake is like, oh my bad, I forgot to get you coverage. You know, you must have do a double. I'm sorry. That's a mistake. You're 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 like charging shit and not paying them and and, and things of that nature. That that's that's done on purpose. So let's hear boss. Get your head out your ass, boss, and treat your employees the right way. That doesn't make any sense of lunacy right there. He didn't acknowledge anything. I'm going to go back and read this shit again. This is what he said. And if I'm wrong, and I know I will be corrected by some people, but others, you can always call in if you listen to us live, 516-379-61, or get on your social media at NYP at ENT Radio, Instagram, or Kyle Graham and Facebook. If I'm wrong and I'm reading this wrong, this is what he said verbatim. Quote, I want to take time to address something. When you run in a business, there will be mistakes. But as the biggest boss, B-A-W-S-D, you don't make the same mistakes twice. You see, accountability. Taking accountability is, is big when you're the biggest. And remember this, most successfully don't take a stumbling as a setback, but actually stepping stone to greater things. You heard Let's be great. He plays the music. He's like giving an inspirational speech. He's not acknowledging shit. Like he's just giving an inspirational speech. Like, what are you inspiring people to do to work under 750? What type of monkey bullshit is this? Like, he didn't acknowledge it. Like he didn't say that word. You know, you know, hey, man. I, no, he just like, you know, like, what the Like, what the fuck? Now I'm going crazy. But you, you heard what I read. This is what he said. He played music. He played music. Look, like that's it. You can play with your new tracks. That's that's it. Like, what about the people that are struggling? That's it. Man, a lot. I'm telling you, people. Wow. I'm literally when you see me on camera, scratching my head because I'm confused. What the hell was that? What was that? Can someone tell me what was that? Because I don't know what that was. My word. Lord have mercy. <sighs> anyway. Move it on. Mm, mm, mm. I'll say it again. Mm, mm, mm. Jada Kiss and Fist Beat uh, hit the studio following Funk Flex Challenge. Jada Kiss and Swiss Beats are working on the cl- working on the clock as they are currently in the studio after Funk Flex challenged them to make a new song last week. Legendary Rough Rider producer took to his Instagram page on Sunday, August 14th, with photos of himself and Kiss locking in, locking inside the studio. The two appeared to be getting to work as Flex gave them a deadline to have a song ready, which is already passed, August 18th. Uh, like this previous post uh, where he said no words, Swiss resorted to nine emojis of the Statue of Liberty, 
The caption is post. The upcoming collaboration will add to a decorated list of songs by the formidable duo. This beats produced much of the Lock 2000 album, We Are the Streets, which included fan favorites like Wow Wow Out, F uh, U, as well as Fuck You, as well as, I'm going to say Fuck You, I'm say F U, I was cursing on this whole time. Fuck You, as well as, soul, as a solo Jada Kiss record, such as Who's Real, Jada's Got a Gun, and Kiss of Death. They also joined forces on collaborations with uh, Nori's Van uh, for TV, DMX Blackout, and Maya's The Best of Me. Most recently, they linked up on Nizzy Hustle's collaborator, Jay Stone's No Time Remix in June. The whole thing started with Funk Flex. Took a minute during his radio show on August 11th to set, to set his sights on Swiss and Jada as the next participant in his new song challenge. He issued an on-air challenge to the former Rough Rider collaborators, urging them to reunite and record a new song together. Dedicus, I challenge you to get me a, to get me a solo record by next Thursday. He said, "Do you accept the challenge? Do I have to call Swiss Beats? As a matter of fact, it better be it better be it better be a beat from Swiss. It better be." The Locks member didn't respond, but Swiss showed they were more than ready to meet his deadline. ASAP raised hand emoji. He commented on Flex Instagram post of the challenge. The four-three-year-old. Producer, director also posted a video of himself listening and nodding along to Flex and Rant in the car on Instagram stories. Conway the Machine Gun, Joel Santana, Fabulous have all successfully stepped up to the plate after receiving their respective challenges. The Griselda MC delivered R.I.P. Steve Smith Freestyle, a freestyle over 1988 Biz Market class classic Nobody Beats the Biz. Santana was next in line and served up a new collaboration with Benny the Butcher, uh, while uh, while Loso came through with not one but two new songs, for, uh, one thing free one thing freestyle and the French Montana assisted say less. Uh, you know what? I actually want to hear all these songs. I haven't heard all these songs, and I like these artists. I want to hear. Well, yeah, I like these artists. Um, and I just want to hear the dedication for Speech Jones. If I find them and I like all of them, you know, Fab, the Jewels. Um, of course, Swiss Beats and Jada um, and Conway. I think, yeah. If I like them, they may pop up on the playlist before the end of the year. So I'm, I'm going to look for them and find them. And if I, I dig them, I'm down. I'm down. You, you'll be hearing them here on NYP and Tim Radio leading into the end of the year. Because, you know, by December, I always play the, uh, you know, season, happy holiday music and get everybody in the mood and shit. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, I'm also in the mood to hear some more music. When I come back, I'm staying with Swiss Beats. I'm going to Timberland, and I'm going to Diddy, and I'm going to Jermaine Dupree. All that's wrapped up in one. So sit back. Don't go nowhere. Or continue what you're doing, but don't turn me off. And enjoy NYP Entertainment Radio as I play some music. I'll be right back. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. There's many times that we've loved and we've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough, baby. It's just not enough. Oh, oh, baby. My darling, I can't get enough of your love, babe. 
and me. We've got it together, baby.
right, Swiss Beats, Timberland and Sweet Beats, Swiss Beats, easy for me to say, uh, sold versus to Triller, and now they say Triller didn't pay. Triller allegedly owes them $28 million. Uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats are suing Triller after the short-form video platform allegedly failed to make $28 million payment for the acquisition of their live music face-off series versus. The music producing pair claimed Triller hasn't followed through on any of its required payments since January. According to the lawsuit, which was filed in the Los Angeles County Superior Court Tuesday, Triller allegedly failed to pay Timberland and Swiss Beach in January and later agreed to a settlement that would require to pay $18 million in March and $1 million every month for the next 10 months. Well, those payments supposedly haven't come through either. Um, Triller claims it has paid Swiss Beats and Timberland millions in cash and in stock. To date, defendant Triller has failed and refused to make any payments to Mosley, Timberland, and Dean, Swiss Beach, in the past due some due sums due and owing and defendants continue to uh continue in default on their payments obligations under agreement. Uh the following states the lawsuit the 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 following states in the lawsuit. Uh Timberland Swiss created uh verses in twenty twenty as a webcast that pitched two artists and their music against each other. Triller acquired the series last year as part of the deal the duo joint Triller management team and also became shareholders and its parent company, Triller Network, uh, Triller's Network, according to Billboard, Timlin and Swiss Beats split up a portion of the equity stake to 46 other artists who appeared on Versus, including Alicia Keys, T-Pain, Rick Ross, and John Legend. In an email to The Verge, Triller claimed that it, uh, that it had paid Timlin and Swiss Beats $50 million in cash and stock and tried to frame the lawsuit as a personal dispute by the two musicians. The company even went so far as to say Timberland and Swiss Beats have been, uh, have, quote, been the greatest beneficiaries of Triller to date. Triller declined to provide a name spokesperson uh, in the emails, uh, but an email signature indicated that the message was sent by someone with the first name Ryan. Earlier this, earlier this month, it was revealed other missing payments from the TikTok rival with uh, Triller failing to deliver consistent monthly funds promised to black creators it recruited. This has this has reportedly left some creators strapped for cash as they attempted to meet Triller's strict output goals. As noted, uh, other influential other influencers who signed on Triller TV deals in February 2021, including Maverick Baker, still haven't received payment from their platform. Hmm. You would think that before you sign a contract or right when you do sign a contract, they will hand over a check to you like, here you go, allegedly if they they didn't pay. You would think that. I will hope you would, being the business people that they are. I will hope that, you know, you didn't think like, oh, you know what? I owe you. I owe you later on. Uh, Down the line. Okay, we'll meet up. We'll have lunch and do. We'll discuss details. We'll discuss details then. I because at the end of the day, you make a big deal like this. I would think like, yo, you know, dig the move. Like, I want my cash. Well, you know, you pay me. You know, uh, pay me when I sign the contract over the check. Um, I will hope so. Uh, they're, you know, they're saying they did pay him. I I personally thought, quite frankly, that I don't think Timlin and. Uh, Swiss should, should have 
given up versus because since then it kind of be the concept been skewed and I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Um, I really think they shouldn't have given it up, but you know, money's money and people want money than owning the product. I think it would have been better off if they, they, they owned it themselves, quite frankly. But um, if this is true, and they didn't pay you when you signed the deal, then I think that falls on Swiss Beats and Timberland for being poor uh, business people. Because I'm not signing over my product until I got the check right there in my hand and it has my name on it. And I'm like, all right, you know, and then and then I'm like, I signed and whatever. Um, it's not going to be, you know, I'll, I owe you. I have coffee at Starbucks. I'll give you the check then in three weeks when I'm back from London. Some shit like that. I don't know. I just find it kind of weird, like, you, you sold a product and then get the money. You know, I don't go to a store, you know, and I buy something, and I'm like, give you the money later and walk out. No, you like you 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 know you do cash transaction, check transaction, currency transaction. So I don't know. It's, it's like I always say, there's their story, Troy's story, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. At the end of the day, now staying with Timberland, Diddy snaps on Timberland during heated RB Instagram live debate. Quote. R.M.B. is motherfucking dead, Diddy screamed. Diddy Timberland got into a heated debate about the state of R.M.B. on Instagram Live Wednesday night, August 17th, after the Bad Boy Record mogul posed the question, who killed R.M.B.? During the conversation, was consistent of a whole lot of yelling from Diddy. Timbo struggled to get a word in as uh, get a word in as he made his case. According to the music exec, R.M.B., has uh, has lost its essence, and he's on a mission to change that. R&B is motherfucking dead as of right now, he said. Matter of fact, as they said, matter of factly, the R&B I made my babies to, R&B got gotten be R&B gotten gotta excuse me, I'll get it right, y'all. I can read. R&B gotta be judged to a certain thing. It's the feeling, though, doggy. No, 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 no. It's a feeling. You gotta be able to sing for R and B, and then you gotta tell the truth. R and B is not a hustle. This shit is about feeling your vulnerability. Quote: You gotta motherfucking make an N word D hard, or a, a woman's vagina wet. You gotta cry. You gotta be able to get your girl back. I don't want to hear all this bullshit. It's our fault for accepting anything less. For anybody getting on the mic, I feel that I feel like there was a death of R&B singing. I'm part of bringing that shit back. I'm feeling, I ain't feeling no emotions. I simply attempted to explain he was looking, he, uh, I simply attempted to explain he was looking at it from a producer side. Did he ask him to name five R&B artists who could sing without auto-tunes? Timbo seemed stumped and tried to remember the names of some of them. Did he hop that R&B don't, sound, R&B don't sound too alive? You don't even know anybody's name. Uh, Mary J. Blige also appeared during Diddy's live stream and who did her best to answer his questions. Um, you can't kill something that's in our DNA, Blige says. It's, it's going to keep transitioning from generation to generation, generation to generation. They uh, they was trying to kill it before I, before I say what I was going to say. Let me just say this. I want to thank all the radio stations around the country that are playing R&B music and sincerely support it. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of the radio stations killed it for the – for the same thing that Tank, for the same thing that Tank was saying, they ain't going to jump on the bandwagon of whatever the hottest thing is. But let let me just say this: we we have to keep ourselves alive as R&B singers. 
referring to the Tank Interview or Drink Chance podcast. Uh, she also recognized fellow R&B artists such as Shaka Khan, Etta James, Sam Cooke, Aretha Franklin, Jasmine Sullivan, SWV, was adamant their contributions to R&B can't be killed. They want to call it popular music with Adele and Justin Timberlake get uh, get a hold of it. So now it's popular music. She had it, but it's been popular music. We've been we've we've been had it. Um, you know, R&B music is not the same. It's really not. It's changed. I don't even know that they're doing R&B music now. Be honest with you, I I don't know. I gotta be I gotta be full transparent. I have no clue what is considered R&B music now. I don't know. Um, I couldn't name any current art art like not anybody from the past. Any new R&B singers or groups per se. And I know there's no more groups. Maybe one or two out there that may be new. Uh, I, like I said, I gotta be honest. I really don't follow today's music too much because I think it's not that good. Um, but uh, it's not dead. It's just not evolving like it used to. It's not as strong as it used to, but it's not dead. It's not a life support either. It's just not strong anymore. It's, it, it'll come back around. But there's a lot of talented people out there, men, women, black, white, however you want to put it, um, that have that in them. Um, and as long as you got legends like SWV and Mary J. Blige um, out there to keep it going, yeah. And I, I think there's a there's some untapped, untapped talent out there who are talented to bring that R&B sound back, and it's missing. It's out there. Maybe I haven't heard it because I don't like I said, I listen to today's music too much. But what I've heard, I haven't really heard what I grew up on, whether it's the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s-ish. Um, you know, I don't know. But I gotta hear it, man. I don't, I don't. I don't know. It's not dead. I just think it's just not as strong as it used to be. Staying with Diddy, Jermaine. Uh, Staying with Diddy, Diddy and Jermaine Dupree to face off in hit for hit non versus battle. Diddy and Jermaine Dupree have agreed to face off um, in a versus like event after almost a year of going back and forth over a potential battle. Puff on Instagram Live on Thursday. Uh, August 18th decided to invite Dupree into the session, feeling confident about his chances. And head to head, did he say, "JD, if you want that smoke, you can get that smoke anytime." Jermaine Dupree, who was who was sat uh, who was sat beside the, his production partner uh, Brian Michael Cox, told Diddy to relax for agreeing to set up the set up an event in Atlanta. But instead of battling, they want to showcase the history of their respective labels, Bad, Bad Boy Records and Social Dev Rec- Recordings by simply playing all of their hits with no drama. Since we ain't fucking with verses no more since because they fucking around with our boys, we don't need to be going against each other, Diddy said. Let's come together and do that bad boy social death in Atlanta. It ain't no verses. It's just hit for hit. Dupree rep- replied, let's do it. Diddy comment, uh, comments about fucking around with our boys, referencing what I said earlier, the $28 million lawsuit uh, that uh, Switchbeat and Timberland recently filed against Troller over their versus platform. According to the lawsuit obtained by this article, they claim that uh, they claim the video sharing service failed to pay them the full amount for versus after agreeing to buy uh, after agreeing to buy in t- January 2021. Uh, Kyle just said they're fools if they let that happen without getting paid. Uh, Jermaine Dupree first challenged Diddy to versus Battle in September 2021. Diddy quickly responded by claiming Dr. Dre was the only worthy opponent. 
uh, while telling Jabril, your arms are too short to box with God. Following the exchange, the pair got into a shouting match Instagram live with Diddy, playing some of his biggest records, including Biggie's One More Chance, in order to prove his dominance. During the visit to Atlanta's V103 radio station, Dupree responded by bragging about being a Hall of Fame songwriter. Quote, I am in, I am in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, he said. Puffer's not in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Steve Stout and Track Manager are not in the Hall of Fame. I shouldn't have to play nothing. I'm I'm in a seat that Puff Daddy can't pay for. When Jermaine Dupree appeared on the new Rory and Mile show in January, he said a versus battle between him and Diddy was unlikely to happen. Uh, I want to hear this. I want to see this. I, they're doing it the right way. You go hit for hit, hit for hit. That's how you do it. No beef, no fussing, no cussing. You just at each other. I mean, it would be customizing the music, you know what I mean. Um, and just go hit for hit and just have fun with it. That's what verse is supposed to be. At the end of the day, that's what verse is all about. And it's a shame they're not going to do it on the platform because the whole trilling nonsense was Swiss and Timberland, who I think, again, would just sound like to be true. How do you not get your paid in full amount? You don't get the product until I get the cash. Have you not seen enough drug movies out there? I'm not promoting the movies. I'm not promoting the drug use. I'm using that as an example. But calm the fuck down. What I mean is you don't get the product until you get the cash. You want the cash, you get the product. Simple as that. How you half-ass give me the cash when I give you all of the product? It doesn't make sense to me. There ought to be more to the story. I'm just saying there's something wrong with that whole dynamic, y'all. It just is. But going back to Diddy and, and, and JD, that sounds like fun. I want to see it. I want to hear it. it. And it will just take me back because both uh, companies were huge in the 90s and early 2000s. And it equally, in my opinion, got some bangers. And Jermaine Dupree is, is just talented all the way around. And I would love to see that. I would like to hear the trash talking, all in fun, and then play the hits and let everybody be entertained. I think that will be cool. And I hope I get more updates on it when they're going to do it. Um, if I hear it first, I'll let you catch it know. And then we'll enjoy it together, and I'll give you my opinion on it, as always. Um, and as always, I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to play some music. I'm going to come back. Uh, some more things to get into before I wrap things up here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. And, uh, yeah, here's some music.
Boulevard. Brothers and sisters being slaves to God. Girlies in the halls, fighting the wall. Nuts. Pushing man, for losing a loop. Get to know the Johnson, now he will shoot. He pulled the trick cause he figured he could be a bigger nigga in the projects you see. So build a bold sack. Yo, Rick, come easy. Yeah. 
Michael was jamming. Ah, damn, Michael, shit. Michael was jamming. I'm a simple Can't correct me on that one. That's what he said. All right. Uh, keep it going. Irv Gotti had a lot to say about Shanti when he visited Dream Chance recently. Not only did he go into details about their alleged relationship, he criticized the R&B starlet for not being honest about it. He also expressed anger at her for leaving his Murder, Inc. label. Fat Joe eventually came came down on Irv for his comments, calling him a sucker. Then Irv canceled him out as a friend. Quote, I feel like, I feel like Fat Joe fooled me. He's not my friend. I was fooled. But in life, you get fooled, Irv said at the time. Test squad leader responded to those words on the Fat Joe show. He said that, and said he was has plenty of uh, uh, easy for me to say he has plenty of love for Irv. Uh, quote Irv Gotti said I'm no longer his friend. He's he's correct because I'm I'm his brother. Said Joe, and I love him. I love his entire family. I love his mother. I love his sisters. I love his brothers. I love his sons. I love them all. And so sometimes brothers check each other, and that's the furthest I'm going to go. Uh, you know sometimes it happens, dude. You have a fallout with close friends, best friends, brothers. Uh, it happens, and sometimes you might not see eye to eye, and then sometimes it goes back to the, you know, Kanye and Cuddy thing. You need to side with me and whatever. Joe had a different opinion on a lot of things. He didn't like what Irv was saying or how he approached it, so he commented, Irv, just so though you're my boy, you should, you should be side with me. It's not about side. A real friend, a brother, were like, yeah, I, I feel you, but you got to chill. You're wrong for saying that, and blah, 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 you, you this, that, and the other. You might not want to hear it, but sometimes the real true friends, your brothers, your sisters, whatever who's true loyal to you, might not say some shit that, you know, may hurt you or feel as though it's coming in a mildest way. I think they're just trying to check you. And when I've seen, in fact, for example, Ja Rule, uh, who's on Drink Champs, and God slipped up and called Ashanti a bitch, he's like, nah, don't do that. Don't. Say that. Don't call her that. And he corrected himself. But it's like, feel what you feel. You can't tell me what how to feel. But you're in a public setting and you're going after someone, uh, you got to be mindful of what you say publicly because you're on that platform. But you can feel what you feel. You can feel all, all the anger and hurt all you want, and that's fine. You're human. But you got to be mindful of what you say and how you say it. Publicly, privately, you know, say what the hell you want. That's privately in your own household and in your mind, whatever the case may be. Publicly, you got to be easy, especially when you're on that platform. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. Um, but like I said, he's he's hurt, and this is, this shit runs deep for him. So he's this is how he's responding. It's, and and I get it. I get it. I don't think he's going out of a place of malice. He's coming out of, of hurt and anger. Um, and that's what you got to remember. But at the same time, you got to bounce it out. You're a public figure. You got to be easy on what you say to people, because uh, even though the context you're saying it, you're they can take it out of context. Now it was like, oh, you called me this, but when Cooler Heads prevailed, well, yeah, I was hurt. I was in a place didn't mean to say that. So hopefully, Cooler Heads prevail, and them two can mend fences as time go on. But until then, Fat Joe announces one man show to tell life story with special intro from. My man, Dave Chappelle. Fat Joe is taking his legendary storytelling skills uh, to, a via- to a theatrical stage this fall via one-man show uh, a la the same Mike Tyson did a couple of years ago, which was awesome. Look it up on YouTube. 
Uh, and to sweeten the pot, the show will feature a special introduction from his good old friend Dave Chappelle to kick things off. Rock Nation and Magic Lemonade, will, that's a cool name, Magic Lemonade will go half on the co-production duties and filmmaking uh, and filmmaker Chris Robinson will direct the entire shindig. Uh, Joe Crack tells uh, tells his article uh, he's not holding he's not holding back on on the keeping it real moments, which should range from topics like getting kidnapped in Africa, recording with the late big pun and serving jail sentence for tax evasion back in 2013. Yeah, you heard me, kidnapped in Africa. I've read that. I'm stunned. i got to hear about that shit myself. Uh, the world will be getting Fat Joe as his most authentic, vulnerable, comedic self on that stage, Joe continue. I've always taken pride in my storytelling, but we're about to take it to the next level. I'm grateful to Dave Chappelle, Rock Nation, Magic Lemonade, cool last name, for their support in sharing my story and helping make this one-man show the biggest event ever. We're also touring the crop of Joe's family and friends. Close collaborators will also supply personal interviews for the event, making the affair that much more intimate. And naturally, the multi-platinum rap catalog will play an, an integral role in the presentation. Joe's arguably one of the hip hop's greatest storytellers on and off the mic and he's and his one man show should uh, co- coincide with the release of his memoir, Book of Jose, which drops on November fifteenth. Um uh, Joe just celebrated his fifty second birthday. Get out of here. That's crazy. Um I'm a sucker for storytelling. I love hearing good stories. Anybody who knows me knows if you're a good storyteller, whether you're a celebrity or not, I'm all ears. Uh, I'm a writer at heart. Like a, you know, hopefully, my book will drop sometime next year or early 24. Um, I, there's a lot of stuff I'm going on, but I'll tell you about that on 25th September. Back to Fat Joe, Joey Crack. Um, I'm a, I'm a sucker for storytelling. I love hearing people tell great stories. Uh, and like getting kidnapped in Africa, I want to hear that shit. I want to like, get kidnapped in Africa. Puerto Rican get kidnapped in Africa. What? Anyway, uh, the Mike Tyson, the Mike Tyson one man show was awesome. Look it up on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it. It's funny as hell, um, and I'm sure Fat Joe got some funny, crazy out of, you know, out of the way stories that we've never heard of or, or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that. Dave, you can't nobody better bring introduction than the man himself, Dave Chappelle. Um, I, I'm looking forward to that. I love again. I, that's why I get frustrated on certain shows, and I try not to do it on this show. I don't like interrupting. If someone's telling a story, I don't like people interrupting them. I don't uh-huh, you uh-huh, and all that stuff. Don't do that shit. No, I don't like I don't like that shit happening on my show. On other shows like Drink Champs, Love Nori, Nori shit the fuck up sometimes. Let the man tell the story. Let the female tell the story. I want to hear the story, especially something you want to know. A little people behind the curtains and stuff like that was going on. Bop, 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 bop. I want to hear it. So I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be cool. I'm looking for it. You're seeing it. And, uh, yeah, man, you'll get my opinions right here at NYP Entertainment Radio. All right, with that being said, folks, i got to wrap things up. Look at the time. Time flew by so fast, really fast. Two hours just flew by. Uh, remember, unfortunately, no show next week. If you listen to this live right now, it is August 21st, so no show on the 28th. I'll be back up in two weeks, Lord willing, uh, September 4th, Labor Day weekend, and ending the series Rounding the bases, they go home September 11th, and they start up two weeks later, September 25th, for the 12th season premiere of my show, NYP Entertainment Radio. Um, I can't wait to tell you some stories that day. 
and what's going on behind the scenes and so forth. So I'm looking forward to that. A lot of people, I always get good responses about that, how the origin of the show and the, the, the crazy obstacles this show went through and goes through uh, currently. But I love it. I love you guys. I don't know all of you, obviously, and I appreciate when I see the downloads globally in other countries. I'm astonished. I'm, I'm thinking, like, the platforms are full of shit. Like, I ain't no way no somebody listening to me in Japan. I ain't no way somebody listening to Korea or whatever. And not on an Army base or other or Navy base like one of my friends said to me, like, killing my buzz, think they know it all. I'm talking about actual people from that country that listens to the show, and I appreciate you. Thank you very much for letting me try to do my best to entertain you for two hours. Um, I really do. Being all serious here, thank you very much. Uh, again, see you in two weeks. I'm going to miss you guys for two weeks. But this is the best stuff, the whole, a whole catalog field of shows of NYP Entertainment uh, Radio, NYP Entertainment Radio. I said it right, right? Um, on this platform and others, share, subscribe, whatever. Tell everybody about the show. Pass it on. Whisper it, no whisper in their ear. They might punch you. Uh, email them. Text them. Post it up about NYP Entertainment Radio, okay? So, everyone, as always, as Jesus as may sound, look out for one another, love one another. Uh, keep the faith, believe in whatever high power you believe in, stay focused, don't let the bullshit get you. It's a crazy world we live in, but we got to stick together and get on through it, live our life, have fun, raise our kids, love our spouses, everything, okay? And, again, appreciate you, and I hope I did a great job entertaining you today, and I look forward to seeing you in two weeks or hearing from me, you listening to me, you know what I mean. I'll see you guys in two weeks, September 4th, NYP Entertainment Radio. Show's over. Yo, I'm not a preacher, I just like making good music. Paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more I drop to my knees, tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind to rain I've never seen, tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even one of one, my mind is left better than bruised Choose, these niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man
having trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seek to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be Much more than the stars can align, the journey is dark but I'll find A source of light to help distinguish the good and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I've built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relate to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture my morals of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over. The show is over. The show is over.